Welcome to Leadership Spotlight, a podcast that shines the spotlight on L&D and HR leaders from leading businesses around the world. Learn the ins and outs of everyday leadership, what it means to be a leader, and all the learning and skilling that goes into making a successful leader that you would like to follow. So lean in and lead on. Leading a team, excelling at work, managing family and relationships, pursuing rugby for the joy of it may seem like a tall order for most of us, especially when you've had a rugged childhood. But not for Lionel Wallace. As a learning development officer at Jamaica Public Service Company Limited, Lionel is as self-made as he's self-driven. He manages the development and coordination of online learning programs, a passion for knowledge sharing he developed growing up with a church pastor as his role model. Honored as the People's Operation Employee of the Year, Lionel is known for his dedication and believes in working hard to achieve one's goals. His go-getter attitude, never-say-never philosophy, and values of family, brotherhood, and happiness are what make Lionel a true leader. Hi, Lionel. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. We know you as a training professional, something your LinkedIn profile eloquently describes. But tell me about the real Lionel Wallace, above and beyond your professional title. Okay, okay the real Lionel Wallace is fun. I am mischievous. Um, I enjoy just going out. I enjoy my family. I'm a hard worker. That's one thing about me. I'm what people classify as a workaholic. Once I get there, I get there. It's good and bad because sometimes I, I work without eating or taking a break because I, for me, it's just about getting it done. I just enjoy, for me, it's just about enjoying life and, and at the best of it, um, give God thanks for every opportunity that he gives me. So I just go whatever I'm given to do, my best foot forward. So it's the best of me. That's amazing. Hard work is a buzzword and a key thing that you mentioned, not just in a conversation today, but it's something that has always struck me whenever that we have spoken, be it an email conversation or your LinkedIn profile itself. So tell me this, first of all, how important is hard work to you and how much of it do you think is critical for leadership? For me, I I hate laziness. I hate slothfulness. I don't believe in failure. I hate failure. I hate failure very much. Um, I hate the word, I don't know. I prefer to hear, I'll try. So I put, I, I take that as the, the motto of my life, that I try. So if a person asks me, Lionel, what are you good at? I will tell them, I don't know, give me the task. And then I'll know if I'm good at it. And then I'll sit down and I'll try to figure it out. And, I'm, and, and a plus for me is that I don't stop until I figure it out. So for me, it's all about going the extra mile. I put everything, whatever I get to do, whatever I'm doing, I want it to be done perfectly. I want it to be done accurately. So I, I put my all in it. And, and that's a plus. Whether I'm doing sports, whether I'm on the field as a referee, whether I'm playing, whether it's training um, at my job with my family, it's all about doing it good from the get-go. So with that set out, I go hard. <laughs> I run hard to the finish. 
And when I get to the finish, I breathe and say, okay, good. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's how I live life in everything that I do. I just want to get it done properly. So I put the hard work in it to get it done properly. I think it's critical and it resonates so much with me because I'm a kind of person that will also not take no for an answer. Yeah. I would rather have someone fail and then learn from it than not try at all. Yes. So my question to you, Lion, is that you mentioned you don't like failure, you don't like the word fail, but do you think there is a learning or there are some teachings that are hidden in every failure that we can potentially learn from? Yes, there is. And that's why I'm who I am today. A lot of failures, a lot of crying, secret cry. Um, <laughs> I'm not an outward person. I, I, I internalize a lot of stuff, but a lot of crying. Um, in Jamaica, we saw a lot of bawling <laughs> um, to get where I'm at. So it, I think it, it's work. Failure helps. Even though I, don't, I hate the word failure, it helps. And because I hate the word failure, I look forward to failing. <laughs> but the lesson don't make any sense, but... I look forward to it because guess what? When I go, I get, go and I go again the next time, I'm looking for positive results. I've had, I have had days when I work hard and when I finish everything that I'm doing, it comes to nothing. And I go once and I cry and I get up and I do it again. So I learn from the lessons of failing, even though I don't like it. <laughs> Agreed. I don't think failure is an easy teacher. It teaches us a lot. But yes, there is some crying involved and there is some bawling involved as well. But I appreciate your absolute honesty, your vulnerability to accept that uh, it's okay to cry because most people probably won't accept <laughs> that failure also means pain. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned a, a lot about your family. So growing up, what role did your family play? in shaping you as an individual and as a training leader today? Uh, growing up, I grew up in a um, single parent home with my mom um, and my sisters. It was really hard, it was very hard for us because we were coming from a, uh, a poor background. We didn't have much, but my, I saw where my mother and my grandmother, they, they, they made efforts, they would go out. My grandmother would get up early in the morning and, and, and get out to get to work. My mom would do the same. Sometimes when I'm up, uh, I, they will not be home because they've already left. But I saw that hard work, and I determined that uh, where I'm from, it's called a ghetto. You want to call it the slum. Um, so I saw what was happening around me, and I decided that this is not what was for me. So I made every effort to ensure that my outcome would be different. Uh, so based on that, growing up, and I saw what was happening to all the, especially young men, around me, I wanted to do something different. And as I grew older, I pressed to be different. Um, I didn't fit in all the times because sometimes we didn't just, I just didn't have the money to probably go out and enjoy or to do certain things that others could do. So I would have to find other ways to find entertainment. But as I grew and I began to understand life more, I realized that while entertainment is good, um, you have to find a balance. And I, I found the balance and, and I continued growing. And I, and I got older and I got married and started having children. My mindset again changed because I determined that how I grew up, my children must not grow up and face all the same challenges. So I have three boys and I, I make every effort to ensure that they are comfortable. Sometimes my hard work is for them. I tell them nothing I achieve in life is for me. I do it for them. And I try to ensure that my wife is comfortable 
my kids are comfortable. I encourage my sisters to do the same. You know, and I keep that family link. No matter how far we are, because we are spread out. I, I try to find time just to talk and to lime and to have a good time because remember where you're coming from. And always remembering that, hey, it's easy to, to fall. So I keep that momentum going, to, you know, to ensure that things are always up. Yeah, it's kind of just re reflecting one of the emotional moments, remembering your journey, you know, but it's always a good thing. I'm amazed, Lionel, because to find a balance, in my opinion, is also tough. You mentioned about how hard circumstances you have come through and how you led yourself and your family into a life that's comfortable, as you say now. But how do you find the balance? Growing up, did you have a role model? Because, of course, you mentioned that you come from a single parent household, which means you did not have a father figure, per right. se. Or did you have one? Was there someone that you looked up to? Um, for me, um, it was my, my, my pastor church. Um, he became a father figure for me and a role model. And he will always encourage me to, to go into teaching. Even though I didn't like teaching at the time, um, he will always say, I see you as a teacher. And I saw myself as I wanted to become a soldier. That's my, that was my dream. And because I wanted you to fly in the army, it's either secret service <laughs> or to fly the plane, the helicopter. Um, and he would always encourage, always be the way the one to sit me down with his son. And to this very day, he calls me son. And I call him father, <laughs> you know, because I see him as that, 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 that example. And that was, he played an important role um, in being the, the, the man I am today. And before we had the call this morning, he called me just to check in. <laughs> just remind me that, hey, Sunday's Mother's Day. What's the plan? <laughs> so we still have that, that, that father to relationship. Um, I can always call on him when times are rough. Sometimes when I can't even share my pain with my wife sometimes. And he's there as that, 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 that tower of strength. And I look on his life and build, take examples from it to build mine. You share a very important lesson, Lionel, in this story. Sometimes we get caught up looking just at our family or an extended family. But an important lesson is that sometimes your support system can be in the form and shape of someone that is not your immediate family as well. And it's important to keep all of those channels open because, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher shows. So you just have to find the right teachers in your life everywhere Very you go. True. So now my question to you is, you said you have two boys. How much of the learnings that you had to maybe learn for yourself through the circumstances and the hardships you have, have you passed on or are you passing on to your boys? Yeah. Um, it's not two, it's three boys. <laughs> three boys. So for me, I remember the first thing when I was going into marriage, I, I, I prayed. I remember praying and I was saying, God, um, this is a new era for me. I, I don't have um, much knowledge in this area, but I asked you to give me the understanding. So I made the wedding. The wedding was about my wife and not about me. Because I was more focused on, listen, I'm taking this lady from her mother's house. So therefore, she's becoming my responsibility. So <laughs> I had to start to think differently. My friends always tell me that I think above my age. Because for me, I am always, I'm always around, mostly around adults. So you find that I'm always thinking far above my age. So for my boys, I, I teach, I tell them my story. Often I sit them down and I tell them my story because my, my wife didn't go through some of what she said. She was more from a proper home, proper upbringing, and I was rugged. 
And sometimes I would trouble her to say, hey, if all the men in the world, you choose me, <laughs> you know? But um, we, we, I grow my boys, letting them understand that, listen, what we have achieved is from hard work and sweat and tears um, and what they should become. So we spend that time, that quality time, especially as men, because for me, um, men are like endangered species. So I want the lady that um, gets any of my sons for her, for her husband, she finds joy. So I teach them everything that I have. Some of it I don't know yet, but I teach them what I have. I spend time with them to play, um, to, to just have talks. Um, some of the talks is, 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 is younger than me because I don't understand all their questions. So what I say is bigger than them because they're not there yet, but we actually find that time just to sit and build, you know, and I, I try that I see myself in them and they see themselves in me. Is that Lion King all over again? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important, Lionel, unless and until you know your own story and your children and your generations to come don't know the roots from where you come from, I don't think they can really appreciate the entire journey of the family and the traditions that yeah. we have. So uh, tell me how much of self-learning has been critical to you in your professional career? So did you do something that had a trajectory set for you or did you just lap up things that came up your way and decided to have destiny take control of your life? Uh, so yeah, I think you answered it right there. I just decided that one day I just got up and I decided that I have to do things differently. Um, can't be can't be like what I'm seeing. I have to do things differently. As I remember at one point, I was really going uh, going down a bad part. I was really going off, you know, with everything that's happening. And I just decided one day while I was in high school, I sat outside the principal's office and I was sitting there looking at all my friends. We we're about to leave, complete our exams and about to meet the next step. And I sat there and my friend, it was a Friday evening. My friend asked me, what are you doing here? And I was saying to him that I'm looking at all of you knowing where you're going with your life. And I don't know my next move because in my family, I am the first person to reach at this stage. So I don't have someone to look upon to say the next move. So I sat there and I look and everybody happy to move and I don't know. And this, at that point, I decided that, hey, I got to do this. So I decided, I started reading. I started um, looking at stuff. My, my first skill in a computer is going to somebody's house and destroying their computer, basically. And I had to fix it back before they came home. And, and right there, I realized that, hey, I have a skill right here. <laughs> and I started to build on it. And as I went to university, um, meeting lecturers, I realized that I have different talents and all that. And I remember I have a couple of lecturers who have invited me to go to law school. They say, hey, you're good in that area. And that's when I fell in love with teaching and learning. Because for me, I wanted to become an academic. I wanted to become a lecturer, um, going right up to professor. And then I fell in love with IT at the same time, so I had to find the balance between um, being a professional teacher, um, a lecturer, and being an IT um, superstar. And that's where I saw it. And uh, going to JPS, I found the balance. Because I started out in being an analyst, going through data, and I moved to IT, and I found the balance there. So it's about sometimes in the night when I work, like late shifts, that I would find my time reading, going through the manuals, going through the documents, understand more than what is taught to me to do the work 
and, and spending time to ask questions, come up my department, go into other departments, ask the question, how did you do this? How you get this information? What you do right there? Why you do this? Why you don't do that? Till after a while, everybody knew Lionel because I was at everybody's desk asking questions. And persons were willing to work with me because they said, hey, you are the, the, the enthusiasm and the zeal. And it built me from there till I'm now in the training department with the same mindset. Why you do what you do in your, your area? You have technical trainers, non-technical trainers. I interact with everybody. What is it that you are doing? Now we are interact with the elements, which is somewhat self-learning and getting the material. I have to interact with it. So all these different information is building me. And as a leader, it helps me because I have a team. So as I learn, I want to share. So that's, that's how I operate. Once I learn something, you must learn as well. If you don't learn, it's because you don't want to learn. Because guess what? I mean, don't end with me. So as I get, I share. As I get, I share. If I don't share, it's because I don't fully understand. But the moment I fully understand, I'm sharing it. You know, that we all of us can build. For me, it's a journey, and all of us must journey together. You understand? So with that mindset, as I grow, you grow. Amen to that, Lionel. I think that's an amazing thought and a philosophy to follow. First of all, walking through a path which was less trodden, uncharted water, something that you had not tested for yourself. Then to have the curiosity to learn new things and excel in them and to be able to share that, I think it's a full circle for you. So congratulations. <laughs> now I want to head deep dive and take a straight hit into rugby. Tell me more about that. What is it about rugby that attracts you? How can you still find time for this passion irrespective of your work time, your family time? Rugby is a joy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different world. Uh, my wife at first couldn't understand. and We had challenges at first because I wanted to do and then eventually I, we, I, I took her to a game and she saw that, hey, though it's a rough sport, but the, the love, the brotherhood that's there, and everybody's a family. And she saw that because the moment she came and I introduced her as my wife, it's almost like she knew the married people was greeting her. And, you know, she realized it's a family. For, for, for us, it's more than just a game, but it's that brotherhood. Some of these guys I'm playing with um, were my, my friends from were in um, infant school coming right up. We, we find a way to come back together. And so when we go on the field, you see the person next to you as your brother. So it's important to protect. Off the field, we are brothers. So when I, when I leave on a Saturday or on a Monday or whatever day, whether for training or for a match, and, and, I, and I get to see my brothers, it brings us a joy. So we have to find the time. We have to make the time for rugby. Now that we are, we are um, quarantined and everybody's at home, we, we connect via Zoom and we have our training, whether workouts are just going back over match videos are going over classroom settings but it keeps that camaraderie it keeps that friendship that we have to make the time for we just have to make the time for i think outside of family and god this is next important my brothers <laughs> my family rugby yeah joy I can feel the joy here, Lionel. As you speak, I can feel the joy and every emotion that you have. And I have to confess, I don't understand rugby as a sport. So please don't judge me. But I respect that you like the sport and you find your joy in it. Apart from the camaraderie and your brotherhood, is there something that rugby has been teaching you, maybe subconsciously, about empathy, about deliberate practice, how you get better? that has also seeped into yes. your career you self-control um confidence 
Um, as much as I work hard, there are times when, um, to be honest with you, I, I, I lack the confidence. I can be quite doubtful at times, and probably that is why I work so hard. Sometimes I'm, I doubt myself and that I can achieve. But being a part of rugby, you, you learn to be confident because you have somebody depending on you. Uh, for the victory, we are depending on you. So it has taught me self-control. Uh, I'm coming from a, a background where you're, you're, you, you're easily angered because you have to defend yourself. Uh, I was the, at one point, I was the, 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 the softest guy on the block. So everybody wanted to, 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 be, <laughs> to fight you. So I had to learn to listen. I have to fight for myself. Yes, and say so teach yourself control because that anger that build up over time, teach you how to, to deal with that aspect of it, teach you some level of gentleness, um, how to deal with difficult people. So going into the work environment, you learn that you have different persons who operate differently, but you learn to work with everybody as you have different types. Um, you have persons who would for the, for real for real have some person just won't like you. You just have to accept that. And you find that. Rugby is like it's a word by itself that teaches us a different person that listen off the field. Um, you can't be enemies, but on the field, you are the, you work hard together as a team. And in reality, that's what life is. You work with some people, but at the end of the day, you might not have that synergy, but you have to work together for the for the for the, the utmost to get the thing done. And, and rugby has taught us that that on the field you have persons who they work hard, but off the field, they can't work together. So we learn, you know, to work with our differences and to make it work for the better good. So those things impact um, the work work. You're right. I think teamwork is so much about harnessing our strengths and underplaying our weaknesses. But for that, we have to have the empathy, the self-control and the confidence so we can do that. Lionel, before I let you go, I have my last question. What is your leadership mantra? My leadership mantra. Okay. I always say, let's get it done. Let's get it done. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I remember my first day in my training department, my first, first day. During the interview, I was asked if I could build a website. And I told him, no, I don't have that skill. But on my first day after work, I was told, well, you need to rebuild the training website. <laughs> and I was never remember, I told in the interview that I, it's not one of my skills. I was told by my manager, I'll never forget, you can do it. And I sat, and that was in June. And by September, I actually built the website. And from that day, I was say, let's get it done. And it has flowed over in all my teams. Let's get it done. We, we don't say no. We say, okay, let's see what can happen here. And we try. So my mantra is, let's get it done. I like it so much, Lionel. As a matter of fact, I suggest you use this as your byline, just like yeah. Nike does with Just Do It. You can have Let's Get It Done. Thank you so much, Lionel. Thank you so much for opening yourself, your journey, your friends and your family and your passions to us. And thank, thank you, you, as you well. so much. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Spotlight. To learn how you can go from learning to leading, visit www.plethoralearning.com. See you next time.